Hello and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. Several weeks back, I purchased a new computer but hadn't set it up. And so that's what I started to do over this last weekend. Now, I haven't bought a new computer in probably eight years, and it's a Windows PC. And my old computer has Windows 7, and now I have Windows 11. And I'm really not fond of all the technology. So I'm in the learning process of figuring out where everything is, transferring files, programs, email services, all linked up. And at one point yesterday, I was very frustrated because I couldn't gain access to one of my email accounts. I went looking online for help and eventually had to contact the email provider to get some technical assistance. It took me much longer than I anticipated to get logged into my accounts. But it's finally completed, and I am now a very happy camper. And I look at technology as a tool to improve my life, not as a way of living my life. So where possible, and it's mostly under your control, you can turn off the notifications on your phone for everybody except your family. Can you sit through dinner without grabbing for your phone? Can you do it for an entire evening, an entire day? If you're addicted to your phone and being constantly on it, you have a problem which you need to address. And you begin by turning off all the notifications. And if you don't turn them off, then you're allowing big tech, big technology to rule your life and to tell you what's important instead of you setting the limits. Many people have this problem, but especially the very young. Now, most of the apps on your phone are junk that you can truly do without. They take you down a rabbit hole, and rarely do you gain additional insight, knowledge, information, or learn something new. Now, I'm not like most people with my, about my phone. I've never played a game on my phone, and I don't attempt to watch a movie on my phone or watch a TV show on my phone. While the screen is much bigger than they used to be, they're still really small. My next suggestion is if you're on social media and use any of the apps for anything other than business reasons, avoid them like the plague. I occasionally read comments on articles that interest me. Some sites The comments are actually very interesting and informative. And other sites, they're just mean and nasty people or mean and nasty bots. And I look at most of social media as depressing and and mostly useless. This is where you can take back your life from technology. But it's your choice. You don't have to use technology the way that I do. But consider using it less and you doing more with your life each and every day by choosing to direct your energy and your thoughts in a way where you are creating the world you desire. A new report came out last week that young people have lost two years of education and are behind in every subject, but especially in math and reading. I've seen it reported that people want to blame the pandemic. And while that's 
probably true, it's only as a result of the horrific decisions by government, health officials, and the leadership of the teachers' unions. Unfortunately, decided to sacrifice most children's education in the name of some hidden agenda. And this affected grade school, middle school, and high school kids. They're all behind, as are college students. So why sacrifice the education of the future leaders, scientists, doctors, engineers, so that a small segment of people can gain control over the minds of most of humanity. For many of these students, their world fell apart. We may have a crisis on our hands, and this is where everybody who knows a student needs to consider helping these kids regain what has been lost. And most of what I'm going to suggest would be good for all of us. We all need to read more, but especially kids of all ages. And there's a relatively easy way to do this. It's by reading a set of books known as the Harvard Classics. Twenty-five volumes were published in 1909 and another 25 in 1910. Together, these these 50 volumes take up five feet of space, but include authors like Jane Austen, Lawrence Stern, Sir Walter Scott, William Makepeace Thackeray, Charles Dickens, George Eliot, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Washington Irving, Edgar Allan Poe, Samuel Clemens, or better known as Mark Twain, Edward Hale, Henry James, Victor Hugo, Johann Wolfgang Gode, Leo Tolstoy. These books are a fantastic education for everyone, but particularly for children and young adults. It will greatly improve the mind of everyone who reads any of these books. Complete editions are available on eBay. The next area for improvement or focus is learning to speak properly. And sometimes I fail here by using you know or, you know, like too often. But it's a rare occurrence. But it appears that many young people, not all, can't form a complete sentence without like and you know. And so if you hear it in yourself or those around you, break that habit, which you do by by focusing your energy and thought on the words that you are speaking. But you have to be aware of it first, and then you can begin taking action to remove those words from most of the sentences that you are speaking. Another area where children, teens, young adults, and even adults can use some help is getting rid of or removing your so-called friends that spend too much time on apps like TikTok or doing drugs. Research has shown that each of us are mostly a composite of the six friends we spend the most time with. I'm health conscious, and most of my friends are health conscious, and they're interesting and have interesting experiences and ideas. 
They're willing to learn new things, and they're open to new experiences, and are able to speak easily and well on those topics that are of interest to them. And one thing I really didn't appreciate when I was in school, but I do now as an adult, is music appreciation. Classic music and the classical composers, along with the orchestras that perform the music, that is astounding, beautiful, and stimulating. So widen your horizon in the area of music appreciation and expand your playlist into areas that you had never considered before. You could learn how to read music or even how to play an instrument. Logical thinking is something that disappeared from the classroom in the late 20th century. And that's a shame because logical thinking is defined as an act of analyzing a circumstance or situation and coming up with a reasonable and and sensible solution. It's similar to critical thinking. Logical thinking will allow you to reason important decisions, solve problems, generate creative ideas, and set and meet goals. Now, I'm sure you can find a course on logical thinking, and this area has been studied, and it's been found that creative hobbies like writing, playing music, drawing, painting, can stimulate the brain and to help promote logical thinking because it helps you become better at whatever it is that you are doing. Another way to increase logical thinking is by practical questioning. That means that you would question ideas, thoughts, things that you would normally or typically accept as fact. Asking more and more questions may lead to new discoveries and may encourage you to explore and research further. And when you learn a new skill, it can also sharpen your logical skills because you have to concentrate and focus on each new step, which means you're establishing new neural pathways and expanding the power of your brain. And of course, reduce your use of technology, which I spoke about in the first segment. I want to talk about the liver of the human body. It's an important and vital organ, and you should make it a priority to keep it healthy. You've only got one liver. Now, it has two lobes, so if necessary, you could donate one lobe to someone else and still live a healthy life. The liver has the ability to regenerate itself. So after a transplant, both the donor and the recipient's livers grow to a normal size. The liver regenerates. But the liver is susceptible to getting damaged from excess alcohol, excess sugar, excess drugs, toxins and chemicals from food. Understand that your liver is the first line of defense against toxins in the food you eat and the beverages you consume. It detoxifies everything that you put in or on your body. Every minute, 1.4 liters of blood are filtered through your liver, or about 10% of your blood is located in your liver at any given moment of time. Liver proteins produced by the liver 
are one of the big reasons that you don't bleed out every time you get a cut. And this is also why people who have liver problems bleed much easier. Your liver stores sugar as glycogen and releases those reserves into your blood when, you're, when you have low energy. In some ways, your liver is kind of like a car battery. Research has revealed that the liver is involved in over 500 life-sustaining functions and processes that are going on in your body right now. And what is the largest organ of the body? If you said skin, that's correct. But the liver is the second largest organ followed by the brain. So you want to take care of your liver and protect it as much as possible by making better choices in the food you consume and the beverages you drink, as well as whatever you put on your body and any medications that you might take. While liver transplants are available, artificial liver replacements aren't available yet, take care of the one you have. Have you heard of the overview effect? It was first described by the astronauts, this unique opportunity to take a rare moment in the day when time stood still and there was nothing else to do but look out the window and think. The astronauts were looking out the window of a space rocket. Edgar Mitchell said the following, my job was to be responsible for the lunar module. On the way home, most of my responsibilities had been completed, so I had more time to look out the window than the others. Every two minutes, a picture of Earth, the moon, the sun, and a 360-degree panorama of the heavens appeared in the window. Now, other astronauts have talked about Earth-gazing. Research shows that their experiences were profound since returning to Earth, and their outlook on everyday life was changed forever. It caused a shift in consciousness, or put another way, a state of awe with self-transcendent qualities precipitated by a particularly striking visual stimulus. While we're not going to be going up in a rocket anytime soon, we can still have the overview effect. If you're a passenger in a plane, a train, a car, or even walking, where you can gaze out onto the landscape or get down on the ground and look at the world from an insect's point of view. This shifts the emphasis away from our small little world and can generate a better or newer way about thinking about the big picture. I've said any number of times that I love to be outside, going for a walk or a hike along a river or a waterfall. The sheer beauty and the wonder of all of this creation can take us out of a small mindset and may help us see our problems in a different way, in a different light. I believe that nature can heal. I'm calm and relaxed in a forest, by a waterfall, or around a lake, where I can hear and listen to the birds and the wind rustling through the leaves. There is no anxiety. There are no panic attacks. There are no problems, at least for me, outside in nature. Consider ways that you can incorporate the overview effect into your life and take a few minutes 
to gaze along the horizon and all the wonders that earth has to offer. You may be holding on to ideas, thoughts, feelings, emotions, and ways of doing things that no longer serve you. It's time to release this toxic overload so that you can become freer, happier, lighter, and more energized. You may feel some anxiety and fear, which is normal. Be reassured that cleaning, detoxification, and purification will help you feel better, happier, and healthier. Purification does require you to review and focus on how things are going in your life. You have to decide what works for you and what doesn't, and then release it. You want to free yourself from ways of acting or reacting, eating, moving, thinking, and even the past. Confusion may vanish. Insights into relationships, current and previous life choices, belief systems, and physical toxins can be released. You can become more aware, empowered, and stronger. What in your life isn't helping or serving you to move forward in a loving and positive way? It could be any number of things, but you have to be willing to examine and determine what needs to go. Now, I didn't say this was easy, and some find it to be very hard and difficult. What needs to be changed or released? It could be one or more of the following. Possessions that no longer mean as much. A belief system. A relationship with family or friends that are toxic to your well-being. Toxins from food, cosmetics, pharmaceuticals, your home or work environment and the way others impact your emotions, feelings, or thoughts negatively. It could be one of them, it could be two of them, or it could be all of them. When you clear and release an issue, problem, obstacle, an empty space is created so that you can receive something better or more meaningful in its place. We can become accustomed to carrying a burden, and it seems natural and even normal to do so. We fail to recognize how different and easier our life would be without the burden. You might discover you didn't need to hold on to it at all, but this requires you to examine your life, which is only something that you can do. Attachment can be detrimental and a powerful force that grips you with fear, and fear can easily confuse any circumstance or situation. Therefore, you find yourself holding on to the very thing that is going to disrupt and drown you as it works to convince you it's the life raft and support that you need. The best strategy isn't to hold tighter. It's to let go, release your grip, trust that your loosened grip will deliver exactly what you need, require, and want. The choice to freely release your burden and grip or surrender control will result in feeling better, having more energy, joy, and happiness. Any anxiety, uneasiness, or uncertainty you fear at letting go and releasing your grip reveals that you're breaking through the fear barrier. And we all have a fear barrier. You're beginning a new chapter where you're open 
and trust what is happening in your life. Those uncomfortable emotions and feelings will pass. This is a free will choice to, to hand over what's not correct or right for you. Let go. Loosen your grip. Release control and surrender the burden creates a space and room to receive. But holding on and not releasing your grip, not surrendering, is resistance. What you resist will persist. Purification is best done in a relaxed and open way rather than in resistance. There is no reason to struggle when you can make a free will choice to free yourself from guilt, insecurity, pain, and shame. You have the power to choose freedom. You can direct your energy and your thoughts. You can be free from circumstances, dangerous, harmful, hurtful, material situations, and substances. And this is where you get to use your discernment, your spidey sense, your gut, intuition, and hunches, and let life provide you with what you need. You can use affirmations and I am statements to help build new neural pathways. I am free to choose those things that serve my best and highest good. I am free to release those things that no longer serve me. I am of pure heart and intent. So take time and consider areas of your life that need purification, where you need to release things that no longer serve you. You have free will choice and the ability to direct your thoughts and energy for what best serves you while not harming anyone else. I want to share a Taoist prayer. All we need in the morning, as long as there is a sunrise, then there is a possibility that we can face all our misfortunes, celebrate all our blessings, and live all our endeavors as human beings. Spirituality is something that has become necessary in these troubled times, yet it is inherent superfluous. We need it to remind ourselves, to bolster ourselves, to integrate ourselves, to fulfill ourselves, if we could simply acknowledge the mystery of the night and the glory of the morning. We would need neither civilization or spirituality. At its simplest, life begins at dawn. That is blessing enough. All else becomes fullness immeasurable. At dawn, kneel down and give thanks. For this wonderful event. We may think mornings are so common, they are unworthy of veneration, but do you realize most places in the cosmos do not have mornings? This daily event is our supreme goodness. Greet the dawn. That is your miracle to witness. That is the ultimate beauty. That is sacredness. That is your gift from heaven. That is your omen of prophecy. That is the knowledge that life is not futile. That is enlightenment. That is the meaning of your life. That is your directive. That is your comfort, solemnity of duty. That is the inspiration for compassion. That is the light of the ultimate by Ding Ming Dao. Take time to watch the sunrise, the beginning of a brand new day filled with new opportunities situations and circumstances where you have another chance to be the best you can be and to direct your energy and thoughts to build a world filled with love, kindness, compassion, and understanding.
Well, that's the end of today's episode. I hope you'll come back again next week for another broadcast of Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Waisner. Have a phenomenal week, people.